have a guest. There's a guest on the show. Can I have my arm? I need my arm. I need my arm for the coffee. All right. Coffee's all ready to go. I am on it this morning. Sorry about that. Trying. Working on it. Here we go with the show in three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday. It's April 14th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. You know what? I'm going to put that up there so I don't have to keep reaching over you. Well, I hope you had a great Tuesday. My Tuesday was... Each day seems to get a little bit better. Not great. It uh, wasn't dramatically better. I tapped out probably like 1 o'clock, maybe 2. But the mornings are going all right. Um, I think the best way I can relate it... You know, I feel so far away from you guys. I think the best way I can... I can the best comparison I can make is that it's kind of like a battery. And the capacity of my battery is just... It's, it's not what it was. Um, even to get maintain productivity through one, two o'clock, I'm taking a lot of breaks. I took a two hour, two hour lunch. I ate, I watched some TV, played some video games, and then I was able to go back to it. And that's just what I've been doing. That's what I've needed to do. And I'm not normally one who accepts that. I push myself. That's how I've gotten where I am. I'm constantly challenging what um, what I can do, that, that iterative process. We talk about it on, on the show all the time. But you, you, you got to take care of yourself. And so I'm trying to do that. It's not something I'm good at. Great example. Um, I did go to the gym yesterday. I, I, I'll tell you the rest of the day in a minute. And uh, one of the gym owners knows what's going on. And, and she said, you know, I'm... What, one of the ways that sh she shows people she cares is makes them food. She's got a few kids, likes to cook. And she's like, I'm going to make a big thing of mac and cheese. And I'm not always at the gym. She's like, you know, I, I bring it in, but you're not always here. What do you do? What do you want to do? And I was like, I, you know, honestly, it's hard for me to accept this stuff. It's hard for me to accept that people want to do things for me, um, especially given that historically, this is kind of the irony, so few people have wanted to do that. And so I've been trained, I guess, in some way that I don't deserve that. I'm trying to get better. And she said, you know what? You let me know when you're going to be here. Let me know in the morning and I'll, and I'll bring you some mac and cheese. I was like, thank you. That's really kind. And my initial response internally was to dismiss it. I don't want to know. And then, and, and then I realized, you know, she's trying to do something nice for me. She will be happy to do something. It'll, it'll be, be meaningful to her, too. So I'm challenging that internal, that, uh, that instinct to reject help. I think I will. Oh, well, I don't know. Hey, I'm going to come to the gym. Because mac and cheese. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, 
had some ac had an acupuncture session yesterday. It was the best I have felt since my father passed. And normally I go in monthly and um, they've got me scheduled about two and a half weeks out. So I'm just going to try to keep... If, if that's helping, if that's working, I'm going to do that. Cat has a mat that I'm getting. It's kind of a nervous thing I do when she sits on my lap. Um, the other thing that I'll share with you that happened yesterday, I started working on the audiobook for the novel, for Faith. Uh, I got through the prologue, which is like 10% of the book. It took, once I sat down, it took an hour. And what's really interesting is that this thing, like, oh, this Invisalign thing, changes the way I talk. I have to be very conscious of what I'm saying, how I'm saying it, of my enunciation. And this is kind of fun. It was, it was challenging because if you've read the book, in the prologue there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different characters with, good morning Stacy. there are eight characters with speak, with uh, dialogue. And I'm trying to make each one of them slightly different. And so were there, there were some spots I had to re-record because I wasn't getting the voice right. I'm not full on doing voices, I'm not trying to make a kid's voice. I'm not trying to make a woman's voice. I'm not trying to make these men's voices dramatically different. But I'm trying to put just enough variance in there that, you know, when people are speaking back and forth, you can tell who's who. That's an important part. And I'll try to do another chapter today. I, I figure if I chip away at it, you know, maybe a chapter a day, you know, I'll have it done in a couple of weeks and get somebody to edit it. High-level audiobook um, recording speakers are a thousand dollars an hour. Did you know that? A thousand dollars an hour. That's crazy. I don't know who fits in that category. Not me. But it's kind of fun. It's it's kind of fun. I. I'm not sure how well you have to know the book to do it. Obviously, I know this book because I wrote it. But I was thinking about that yesterday. What, how hard would it be to do a book I'd never read before? How many times do I have to read it? How well do I have to know that book? And I assume that's part of where that money comes in. All that prep work. It's not quite as intense as memorizing lines for a TV show or a movie. But it's on that spectrum. You have to know what's happening because you have to have an understanding of the characters. So you can, I assume, so you can represent them properly with your voice. What's going on today? You get acupuncture, don't you? Not her favorite thing. She tolerates it much better than she used to. I, th I think she understands on some level it's good for her. She is getting very skinny, and I'm very sad about that. I don't know how long she has, to be honest. Um, I would be... 
I would be surprised if she makes it another year. I haven't said that to anybody yet. But she's happy. So that's all that matters to me. Um, what else is going on? Client stuff. Take care of the books. Dinner with a friend. And just chip away at what I got. Just doing what I can. You know, I, there's something interesting in what's been happening in that what's not getting done? A lot of little stuff. A lot of stuff that doesn't matter. I mean, really, it doesn't matter. It's it's the type of stuff that, for Whistlekick, you know, it's like it's 1% here, here, and the hope is that in stacking those little things up, they have an impact. But they're not big. They're not, they're not the big things. What are the big things? I don't even know anymore. The audiobook could be a big thing. That's why I'm doing it. Working on the next book, which actually I worked on that yesterday. Um, it's a book that has, I don't know if we want to call it 365 chapters, 365 pages. It's intended to be one page per day. Actually, we got two books that are in development with that very same concept right now. Uh, and I think I did like another 10, another 10 pages. Stacy says, one foot in front of the other, one step at a time. Yeah, that's all we can do. That's all we can do. Oh, I completely spaced. You know what we also worked on yesterday? We set out the timeline for the print edition of Marshall Journal. Issue number one. So, that's coming. If you are not on the mailing list, the email list for Marshall Journal, go to marshalljournal.com. Get on that list. We're capping the first issue print-wise at 100 copies. There will be unlimited digital copies available, of course, but if you want a print copy, go over there. 100 copies. So, yeah, got to get there. You got to get on that. Um, you know, it's funny. It, here, I'm going to relate all this. Yesterday was a huge day for the cryptocurrency market. Coinbase goes public today, which is a cryptocurrency brokerage. And because of that attention, all the cryptocurrencies went nuts, um, especially the one kind of joke one that you may have seen articles or, or seen TV about, Dogecoin, the one with the, the picture of the Shiba Inu. It hit a lifetime high, and I lost my train of thought. Why was I talking about this? I don't remember. Anyways, it hit a lifetime high. <laughs> I was gonna, what was I talking about? Son of a gun. Oh. Marshall Journal, print edition. Okay. And so you see people and they're like, oh, I wish I'd bought Bitcoin when it was this, or I wish I'd bought Ethereum when it was this. I wish, I wish, right? People. They had the opportunity. I wish I'd bought Apple stock when it was, you know, $4. And we have people that we're going to and we're saying, hey, we're launching this thing. 
We'd love for you to be involved. Get in on the ground floor. Help us out. Well, it's not established yet. You, you, can't, have people, you can't have it both ways. You either take risks to have big rewards, or you play the established stuff, and the rewards are very small, if any. A good strategy in anything involves the majority of your stuff being tried and true and then taking some risk, trying things, right? The majority of my investment holdings are in things that are a little more conventional. But yesterday, before I went to bed, I sold $100 of Dogecoin just to take some profits and you know how much I've purchased in total? I think I have $6 in total. I still have plenty left. I bought $6 and I think it, after that $100, I still have another $100, something like that. I don't remember. Because it's gone up that much. Because when I initially bought that, I think four, 3 or $4 at the time, I was like, I don't care, whatever, it's 3 or $4. So we go to these, these businesses and it's like, hey, you want to put an ad in this magazine for $45? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Come on. You have $45. How about you just help me out for $45? Anyway, it's coming. Um, Justin and I laid out the timeline. If everything goes well, print edition should be in people's mailboxes in June. That's the plan six weeks. So we, we figured out who we wanted as writers in the first one. I will be writing a thousand words on something. I gotta figure that out. Justin and I are each taking thousand word articles. Uh, we got pretty much the bare minimum for advertising. I think we're gonna break even. We should, knock on wood, we should just about break even on this first one. And I'm fine with that. Totally fine with that. If we lose a hundred bucks, you know, whatever. I'm okay with that. And then we start working on the next one. Ultimately, the goal is to have, you know, we want to we start out quarterly and then move to every other month. And then if we can keep the demand up and the quality up, we will go to monthly. And then as we do that, we will expand the size of the issue. And we have a hard line at 20% advertising. No more than 20% of the pages will be ads. Stacy says she wants in on ads. Okay. Thank you. We can do that. Um, please help me remember. My memory is not great right now. Especially moving from this to the rest of my life. Hi. Yeah, you weren't thrilled that I was picking up that bat, were you? Hi. All right. I think that's enough. Let's let's see what you all gave me to talk about. It's an exciting time. It really is. It, it's, you know, it sucks that this exciting time with all these things that are going on is overshadowed by these painful moments for me. I'm trying to do my best to... to, to recognize what's going on, to be present, to enjoy this process. But it's hard. It's really hard to do that. All right.
I didn't, I didn't press that button. Okay. Uh, Frank stuff. Thank you to Frank. All right. Oh, excuse me. That was a burp. You should sit up. Settle. Sit down. You, with the face. If you're listening to this episode and not watching, you're missing the full cat. Well, yeah, you can barely see the cat. She's kind of at the bottom of the frame, but you aren't missing out on that. The only co-star that's ever been on this show, you. All right. So Frank's giving us some quotes today. Today is actor Rod Steger's birthday. He starred in a 97 boxing movie titled The Kid. I don't think I've seen that. 97 is kind of before I really started watching movies. I, I started watching movies really when I went to college, which was in 97. And it wasn't until... You know when I really started watching movies? Netflix. And I don't mean Netflix like streaming. I mean Netflix DVDs. I had... There was a period... Here, I'll, I'll share this story and then I'll, I'll move on. There was a period of time where I was getting the IT company off the ground. And... I found that the only thing that would keep me sane was to compromise my sleep by waking up earlier and going to bed later. I needed some me time because otherwise I was working from like seven to nine every day, sometimes eight. And so my Netflix subscription, I would wake up early, five, 5.30, watch a movie, go to work, drop that movie in the mail. That DVD went in a, in a sleeve in the mail some of you remember this. Some of you don't. I would come home. I would watch another one. And then I'd get up the next morning. And if I had one, I would watch that. And those two would go in the mail. And there was this constant stream of movies going to Netflix, coming back. Where, where were they going? Um, I'm trying to remember where the closest warehouse was. I was getting movies in two days. So it wasn't that far. It was somewhere on the East Coast. And that's what I did. So I watched a lot of movies that way. What was the first one? I remember when they launched streaming and I watched The Italian Job. That was the first big movie that they had available on streaming. And it was like, oh, four. It was a big deal. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So today's Rod Steger's birthday. The most important thing is to be whatever you are without shame. That last part's hard. A lot of us are who we are. Are we all proud of who we are? Are we all publicly proud of who we are? I remember in high school, I struggled to balance who I was with who everyone wanted to, me to be. And I had no friends. I mean, no friends. I remember I had no friends. Through probably through junior year. There were people who knew me. There were people who would, who would talk to me. I didn't hang out with anybody outside of school. Nobody wanted to really talk to me. I was an outcast. And then there was a point in time my senior year, probably halfway through my senior year, where I said, you know what? Screw this. 
I am me. I embraced who I was as best I knew how to do. And people started responding to that. That authenticity meant something to them. And they started paying attention to me a little bit. And I took that into college. And by the time Christmas break, my freshman year rolled around, I was one of the best known people on campus. Everybody knew who I was. I was seen as a, a you know, a move maker. It was a great transition. And when you look at the things that we do at Whistlekick, when you look at our marketing, when you look at our social media, I have continued to resist the temptation of being inauthentic with the things that we do. I watch some of what other people do and I'm like, you know, we could do that, but that's not us. We could do that, but that's gimmicky. I refuse to do these things. We are who we are. We stand for what we stand for. And if you want us to be something else, sorry. I think that long-term that will have better results. Maybe I'll be wrong. We'll find out. Success means controlling your own time. Time is the most important currency, but once you spend it, man, it's gone. I once heard money described as a store of time. And if you think about it, I, I, think it, I think it lines up. You work, you get money for that. You can use that money to buy things that other people put their time into. When you think about the inequality in money, right? If I do an a thing for an hour, I might not make as much money as you do making, doing a thing for an hour. Theoretically, the skill that you have in doing that thing for an hour is greater because you have more time practiced in it, maybe more education that you invested in. As a general rule, you can correlate money to time. And there's a Bruce Lee quote that maybe Frank can find. I don't remember it. I remember this story from uh, the Joe Hyams book, Zen and the Martial Arts, which longtime listeners, viewers of this show know is um, one of my favorite books and an incredibly impactful book on who I am as not just a martial artist, but a person, because I read it so often as a kid. And Bruce Lee, had, there's a section in there where Joe Hyams is talking to Bruce Lee and the, the the takeaway was there was this instance where Bruce Lee seemed to very rudely dismiss someone from, maybe it was a phone call. Anyway, and Joe says, you know, what's going on there? And Bruce says, I'm not going to waste my time. I don't, the, the, the hour that I would spend with that person, it's the only version of that hour I get. I'm not going to invest in that person. And I've done a lot of that. I, I have gotten a lot better at saying, you know what? This hour of my life, this non-refundable hour, this person is not worth that. That event is not worth that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to spend my life the way I want to. Time is all we really have. It's the time that we have left and we spend it 
based on the time that we've already spent. The first thing that you should do when you win an Oscar is thank God. The second thing you should do is forget it. The third thing you should do is call your agent and tell him you need a job. I like that. I've always wondered how I would do in movies or TV, acting in general. I think I would do okay. I've got concepts for movies that I would love for us to do and better believe I would be casting myself in one of the starring roles. But those are expensive and time-consuming projects. So we're not working on them. I think I've shared this before. One of the ideas involves, and obviously we're not doing this now, um, getting the cast and crew together on a bus. You know, let's say the four to six stars and the video people, maybe even the editors. And we get them on a bus, like a like a um, like an RV bus, like a big one. And we drive around the country to different martial arts schools, and those students become the extras. And we film the fight scenes on locations, and you know maybe it's a I, I don't I don't even know what the concept for the film would be, but that's the idea. And we shoot this movie with you know all these extras and get all these people involved, and at the end we have a movie. And I figure we could probably put that together for, you know, if you add all that up, could probably do it over the course of a couple months. Could probably do it for, I'm gonna guess, a couple hundred thousand dollars. I've tried to get the concept simpler, but it doesn't exist. I tried to figure out, is there a way I can make a movie myself? And you know, the only genre of movie I can come up with that you can do on your own is horror. Can't make a good comedy movie on your own. Who are you responding to? Who's, who's engaging with you? Definitely can't do an action movie or a martial arts film. How are you gonna do that? Solo? That doesn't work. I did try. That's what books and audiobooks are for, though. Those I can do solo. And our last quote for the day. Remember, if you got stuff you want me to talk about, drop in the comment section below. And I'll respond tomorrow. We got a new episode of Martial Arts Radio coming out tomorrow. All right. Successful people have control over the time in their life. A shoemaker who owns his own shop gets up one morning and says, I'm not opening. That's a successful guy. I agree. When I came out of college, my dream, or so I thought, was I just want to work a nine to five. I want a simple life. I didn't do that. I had a nine, I've never had a nine to five. For six months, I was a full-time employee of the Staples Corporation, but I definitely didn't work normal hours. I had Wednesdays and Saturdays off. Saturdays because I told them I'm not working Saturdays. There's a religious thing here. Please don't press this. I really try hard not to work on, on Saturdays. And Mondays and Wednesdays were when I taught karate. 
Mondays, they made sure I got out in time. Sometimes I had to drive right to the school, even though it was a block from my house. And Wednesdays were the day that I got all my errands and stuff done. It was an interesting time. I have a lot of very educational and uh, unpleasant moments from working there. Glad I don't do it anymore. Uh. But there's a theme running through these quotes, right? The, the idea of being, being grateful and valuing what you have, say it another way, what you can do, where you're at with what you have. Understanding that time matters. And we've talked about this recently, the idea that a lot of us put a lot of time and energy into this notion of building this life where we can have time that we want. You can do that. You can do that now. Instead of building something more complex that leads to that, which inevitably is, is less likely to work out, how do you simplify? How do you have a smaller home, less expensive car, less expensive taste so you can have the time left over? This is something I'm finally wrapping my brain around after decades of trying to go the other way. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope whether your day is simple or complicated, I hope you enjoy it. I hope that you get some, some good stuff done. I hope you train. hope you punch something or kick something. If it's a person, I hope it's consensual. <laughs> I will see you back here tomorrow because we do this show every weekday. 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time here on YouTube. Subscribe, turn on notifications, leave me stuff to talk about, and support us in any way that feels appropriate. Thank you so much. And I'll see you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Peace.